productivity is based on action, getting stuff done and marking stuff off of your list. Mm. And there is an endless, endless, endless list. As soon as you cross something off, something else comes on. And that's the whole problem with productivity is that your mind is always somewhere else. You're not in the present moment, which is why you get those thoughts that are in your head when the whole purpose of meditation is to clear your head of those thoughts. Mm. And so the irony of spirituality coinciding with productivity is that you can find access to a creative potential that you didn't have access to before you created that space. Hello, hello. Welcome to Emergence Now. My name is Darren, and I'm joined by my co-host and dear friend of 25 years. 25. 25. 25 years. Wow. wow. What is that? Silver Jubilee? What is that called? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> my Jubilee. my dear friend of 25 yeah. years, Nikos. Yeah. We've grown through the years. We have. Yeah. We have. We've evolved. Definitely. Yeah. Almost three decades. That That is really, really crazy. We have to celebrate the friendship anniversary for sure when we hit 30 years oh my gosh maybe an epic trip yeah definitely yeah. let's do it the pyramids okay or the amazon bucket list sure the pyramids i'm yeah. ready let's do the it pyramids i'll try to get us into um one of the great pyramids where we can meditate in one of the pyramids okay yeah or if you want to do a vipassana trip i am more than down Ooh. yeah no podcast episodes during a Vipassana trip. Well, you can't speak <laughs> and you can't have your phones. You you eat, you nod, but you can't speak at all. Like, have you ever mm. not spoken for 10 days? No. Yeah. I haven't. I've gone 24 hours. Okay. Not speaking. Right. But maybe we can do an episode where we just transmit, you know, through the ether. Yeah. That'd be interesting. We'll tap we get the, in uh, front of the mic and the camera and just... Absolutely. Speak to each other. Well, I'm in the Neuralink beta, so I'm actually transmitting right now. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, you didn't sign up early enough, but I am transmitting <laughs> to you. Okay. Speaking of which, so today we want to talk about how spirituality affects your productivity. So let's talk about what does it mean to be spiritual? Let's start with that. Okay. So in, in your perspective, what, what does it mean? I, I've, I've watched you evolved. Um, and your transformation has been nothing short of, of, um, it's been a pleasure to watch because the conversations we're having, I walk away and I said this to you a few days ago, and maybe even in our first episode, wherein, when I thought of Emergence Now, this podcast, you were the first and last person I thought of because every time we have this conversation or any conversation, I walk away with a new perspective. Like you never cease to not open a portal in my psyche. So having been on a spiritual journey, what is spirituality to you? What does it mean to be spiritual? Absolutely. I think in the, in the broadest definition, I think spirituality just means focusing on an entity that is beyond yourself. Mm. So not focusing on yourself, not even focusing on the task at hand, but focusing on something much, much greater than yourself and potentially even your part in the, in the greater universe. 
For a lot of people, that means God. For a lot of people, that means prayer. For even more people, that means meditation. But we take an agnostic view here at Emergence now. But I feel like as long as you focus on something that is greater than yourself, you are practicing some form of spirituality. Mm. And and where does productivity come into play? Because, you know, there are times when I'm deep in meditation and there are these voices that come into my head. And I think a lot of the listeners would be able to relate to this when you're in a spiritual journey and you're spending time in solitude, though spirituality is not just about being in solitude. You can have spiritual experiences in conversation, right? You can live a spiritual lifestyle every minute of the day, right? But let's just talk a minute about, for a minute about the act of meditation, which is tied to spirituality. Um, there are these voices that come in wherein, you know, I should be doing that, or, you know, I've got this email, or I bet I have, you know, uh, 15 emails I need to go through now, right? Or I need to return that call. And, you know, at, at those in those times, we think, okay, well, you know, this is actually taking up my ability to be productive, right? I'm not as productive being in solitude as I would be if I wasn't in solitude and I was actually doing as opposed to being. Right. So what's the impact of spirituality on productivity? I feel like... Or actually before that, how do you define productivity? Sure. Productivity is based on action, getting stuff done and marking stuff off of your list. Mm. And there is an endless, endless, endless list. As soon as you cross something off, something else comes on. And that's the whole problem with productivity is that your mind is always somewhere else. You're not in the present moment, which is why you get those thoughts that are in your head when the whole purpose of meditation is to clear your head of those thoughts. Mm. And so the irony of spirituality coinciding with productivity is that you can find access to a creative potential that you didn't have access to before you created that space. If you're constantly putting energy in those thoughts and the things that you have to do, then your mind just becomes convoluted. Mm. And you know that feeling when your mind is overburdened, it turns into a feeling from your, from your head and then it turns into a knot right here, right? Then you feel like this tension. And lately I've wait. been- Wait. Yeah, it feels like weight. It feels like- tension it feels like it's it's a, it's a form of discomfort and i've gone to the i've come to the point where i could wake up in the middle of the night because i have so many things to do mm. that i can literally feel my cortisol levels up and even when i try to silence those thoughts in meditation put earplugs on and things like that it doesn't matter because i've transformed those thoughts into feelings and that's when i know that i'm in a in a bad spot but the funny thing about meditation is that when you do stay still as much as possible, or at least you observe those thoughts, you maintain a new level of awareness. And I would also attribute spirituality to levels of awareness. 
and levels of consciousness. Because if you are unaware of all of these things, then your thoughts are basically running your world and you have, you know, what's called that, that stinking thinking. You get all the way down that path and then you think of all of the reasons why you are not it, all of the reasons why you are not enough, those limiting beliefs that mm. tend to convolute our minds on a day-to-day basis. So I would even attribute spirituality to higher levels of consciousness, higher levels of individuation. And when you are individuated, again, you have access to different connections that take place that are again, beyond you. And then from there, that's where true genius comes from and natural genius. It comes from the ether. It doesn't even feel like you're, you're doing work. And that is the difference between productivity and genius is the Greeks, um, they, they, they called it as, as having a genius rather than being a genius. Mm. Right. And so the, the, the Greeks called it a daemon, the Romans called it a genius. And from there, it's almost like you're borrowing this kindred spirit from somebody else, right? It was like, it was your tools and your craft were on loan to you by the gods because Michelangelo, like how did he paint the Sistine Chapel? He was completely in flow. He didn't, he, he didn't eat for days and he, he didn't go to the bathroom and things like that. And next thing you know, there's this magnificent genius spectacle that's just so majestic. So I would say that having more access to spirituality gives you access to genius and therefore makes you more productive, but that productivity isn't work anymore. It just feels effortless mm. when, you're, when you're in the pocket, when you're in flow. In flow. Do you know when you're in flow? Absolutely. Uh, what's, the, what's the evidence that you're in flow? Effortlessness. And when you say effortlessness, uh, unpack that for me. It feels like- Put it in the context sure. of, of you know, your entrepreneurial journey. Sure. When I am, when I am performing my very best and when I am feeling my best, I would say mm. there are those two components in flow, right? And the feeling is I am just nailing it. I can't get a single word wrong. I am not stumbling over my words. I'm just feeling that rhythm. Heads are nodding. Yeah. Okay. You're agreeing with me. I am just, you're feeling it and you're feeling yourself and you feel confident and you almost can go like you can't do any wrong, right? Mm. But not only that, it's like your performance is like, like A plus, mm. like you, you had a performance recently that was, I would say A plus, or maybe it's like a solid A, like, yeah. well, let's talk about that. Yeah. Were you feeling it? Uh, Tell the audience I, about that. I was, I was feeling it. I think yeah. you're referring to my workshop that I That's right. delivered yesterday yeah. in, in Omaha. And I was feeling it because, you know, I was, um, I was prepared, right? I was prepared and by being prepared or what got me to that state of being prepared is that I engaged in visualization. I got myself into a space where I could see myself performing and delivering exactly the way I wanted it to unfold. And so when I got to the arena, the, uh, the space, um, the location, the venue, it was effortless because I'd already been there. You know, I'd already been there and I knew exactly how it felt to be there because I went through that mental rehearsal. So meditation is, is, is a great word, but it's been, it's been contaminated, right? There's so many meanings by, you know, mainstream media, sure. uh, by, capitalism, uh, by commercialism, uh, 
um, all the isms have contaminated this word, this sacred world called called sacred word called meditation. So I, I like to think of it as mental rehearsal, right? It's being silent in the moment, but still at the same time, you know, envisioning exactly what we want and really dropping into the feeling of that moment. And, um, and yeah, it, it, um, I was pleasantly surprised because they sent me the, the results of, of the, the ratings of the event and it was phenomenal. Um, and I got a lot of positive feedback, great feedback about, um, the, the workshop and the tools and the interventions and the models that I shared. And because it was, I think it was coming from a place of, 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 I don't want to use the word surrender, but Why not? In a, because I, I think a part of me feels that it's something so abstract, okay, right? That most people may not be able to, and maybe I'm speaking and I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of the listener when I think of, okay, surrender in, in a, in a situation where you have to perform, but it's not just about surrendering. It's about preparing for that moment and then surrendering. Right. It's about going through that mental rehearsal and then surrendering and just trusting you. You said, you know, trusting yourself, having that confidence. Right. And, and I think in that moment, I really bet on myself. Right. Right. I, I look at, surrender in in the micro moment and in the macro and i'll tell you what i mean by that surrender in the micro is that feeling when you're about 45 to an hour into your meditation session and the thoughts have already kind of dissipated you're you're in a in a in an alpha state essentially and so super high frequency like you don't need to, you don't need anything at the moment. You don't need to do anything. You're like in you have perfect, everything. you have everything. You're in like homeostasis. And within that moment, you can feel like you can go even deeper. Mm. And so when you surrender in the micro moment, that's when you get into like strange, crazy portals that we don't have to get into because it gets a little weird uh, <laughs> when you fully surrender into that. But it feels almost like you are, um, in a wormhole of sorts. And that's when I start feeling things like I'm melting into my chair or mm. I start like elevating and Becoming like one. You're, you're expanding consciousness and things like that. So, so I'll, I'll just say that much for, for those who have not experienced it. So that's the micro moment surrender that you could, you could feel like you could go deeper and deeper into the pocket. The macro surrender, I look at that as something different and that is very spiritual. It's like, yes to everything. Yes to what the universe puts in front of me. Yes to this moment. Yes to God. Yes to all of the possibilities that this moment could be and where it could go. Beautiful. And I am not wrapping my brain around some interpretation of it, or I am not forcing an outcome in some mm. way. I am letting go of all of that. And I am just surrendering this vehicle, this medium, this entity, myself into, into all that could potentially be. And j- I just say yes to it. So that's what I look at as, yeah. as a surrender. And I don't need to tie that to, to productivity because it doesn't matter because you've already surrendered. Mm. It, it doesn't matter what I'm doing because I am, I am not doing, but 
to your point, it's like, it's not like I'm just sitting there. Like you got to teach the class. <laughs> like you have to take action. You can't just sit there. Okay, everybody. This is perfect. <laughs> this is a perfect moment. I don't need to do anything. Don't you feel it? We're, we're paying this guy, right? Just sitting there. <laughs> so, so yeah. So you have to balance that. You have to balance the non-action with, with the action. Yeah. Hey there. We're taking a quick break from the show to let you know that if you'd like to invite Derain or Nikos to speak at your next event on topics ranging from emergence and the inner game to the future of AI, we've got you covered. Simply email us at info at emergencenowpod.com. Once again, that's info at emergencenowpod.com. Now, let's dive back to the show. So, to get to the non-action with the action, the non-action from what I'm hearing you say is surrender, right? And and we spoke about having, and, and from the moment you surrender and you're opening yourself up to infinite possibilities, right? You're no longer bounded by space and time, right? Yeah. So talk about that because we were having a conversation over lunch and you were talking about not being bounded by space and time and, and being around a core group of people that give you access to that space of infinite possibilities, right? That was really fascinating. Talk about that because I think that really ties into productivity or very high levels of productivity. Yeah. This is a tough one for people to grasp. And I say this, distill it down. I, I say this because it took me years to, I don't even want to say wrap my head around it. It took me years to surrender to this idea mm. or, or grasp it. Uh, everybody's going to have a different experience with it. And when people say, you know, let's look at this thing from first principles, that means something very specific in Silicon Valley, like how things work but they're usually saying it from the perspective of how things come into existence as they've materialized into this world that is in three dimensions, mm. right? Space, time, I can feel this tabletop, things like that. You, you mentioned gravity earlier, like no matter what, this, this is going to fall. Um, regardless of how I look at it, my phone is going to fall to the floor, right? Mm. And that has a high probability that it's going to happen that way. So everything exists in the third, third dimension. It's mechanistic. It's probabilistic, but at the same time, it's tangible. I can, I can mm. feel things. When you move up a notch into the quantum space, the quantum space just says, you know, unless you observe something, unless I'm observing this table, it may or may not exist. This table is here. It's not here. Like if a, if a tree falls in the woods, does it, does it actually make a sound? Well, according to that principle in quantum, it doesn't because I'm not listening to it, right? Mm. So in the, in the second space, um, the quantum space, everything is a possibility. And so when I say things like, okay, in the third dimension, you're an entrepreneur, you're doing things by the book, you have best practices and principles, you have a, a product development timeline, schedules, practices, outcomes, all of those things. You don't have access to the quantum space there where you're like, you have freedom from all of those things that exist in the third dimension. In the quantum space, everything is a possibility. Like it's imagination. It's the future. Everything is a process. It's not locked into, oh my gosh, we got to get this done. We have to have an LTV. We have to have this many users. Mm -hmm. We have to do this. And so that gets you 
into the path of, of stinking thinking really quickly because you start talking about, oh my gosh, we haven't had funding yet. Oh my gosh, there are all these reasons why this thing couldn't, couldn't succeed. Oh my gosh, am I really meant to be an entrepreneur? Then you know that very well, right? That's the negative limiting beliefs mm. that basically hold you back from achieving any of those goals. But in that, in that more transcendent space, the quantum space, there, everything is, is based on kind of this endless possibility and you don't know where it could land. So that's when surrender comes into play. It's like, okay, well, maybe I'll, I'll create the space for it. Maybe, maybe this, this, this platform could, could revolutionize and change the world in a way that's going to drive hyper efficiencies to humanity and maybe create abundance for all. Oh no, this is just, you know, this is just a utility platform. It's in this like niche. We have to go to market in this particular way. You can't measure everything. And even the things that you can measure, it's just a very, very small sliver of what you have in mind because that's what you've observed. You can't observe absolutely everything and what's going on in the universe. And so I feel like in that, in that second plane, the quantum space, that's when you have access to a whole lot more. Um, and that's when, you know, Joe D starts talking about things like sublimating those things or dropping that feeling into your subconscious so that you're making it real. You're making your imagination is actually fueling the materialization of, of these endless possibilities. And you're no longer in, in this dimension. Mm. That's when you have access like Neo style in mm. the matrix and you're just dodging bullets and doing absolutely everything because yeah. that's where genius comes from. So it, it, you said it took you a while. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To, to understand this. Yes. Years. Now, years. Now, for, for our listeners, how, how can they leapfrog the process or the journey? How can they get to where you are right now in your understanding of this um, to be able to, because having access to that realm of where infinite possibilities exist, right? And high levels of productivity and efficiency, how can they get there? Sure. I love this question because it's the atomic habit of whenever you approach a situation and you feel your mind wrap a perspective around it as either positive or negative, mm. you immediately raise your awareness and say that it has to be both. My mind is, my mind only knows half a thing. So when something happens what do you to mean, you, what do you mean by my mind only knows half a thing? Everything that happens to you in the world mm. is completely neutral, right? Perfect example. When you first came to, to Chicago, I, was so excited to see you. I locked myself out of the apartment and I was, I gave you a big hug and the door closed behind me and I had a, like a true story, a really, a really quick oh snap moment. And I was like, okay, this is going to mess up our entire afternoon if I don't get my stuff together. And instead of being like super reactive to that, I was like, all right, let me just kind of do some diligence around here. Went downstairs to check to see if the spare was at my, my building engineer's room, started calling my girlfriend frantically like 10 times. And I was like, <laughs> okay, well, let me just, let's just hang out for a second, dear. And let's yeah. just sit out, sit out down. in the hall. Yeah. We sat down and we started like playing catch up, catch up. Yeah. Instead of looking at that as like a, a true, like, oh, snap moment. I'm like, I'm just going to like not be affected by it mm. because this, what happened to me right now is just completely neutral. Got it. And I acknowledge the fact that this happened and yeah, let's, uh, let's just accept it and, and surrender to it. And so 
what happened was, as you know, went to my, to my neighbors, got, you know, the number of my, my building engineer, and he wasn't even supposed to come back. We were supposed to be like, like stuck there. And like, we would have had to call like a locksmith and we would have been like stuck there for like a couple of hours. And even that would have been like, okay, totally fine. Right. And so, so that my point being there is everything that happens to you is neutral, but you have to recognize it because Mm -hmm. as soon as the mind puts its wrapper on it, it's going to be a one or a zero because the mind tendency is always to divide things into two. Mm. This is it or not it. This Mm. is good. This is bad. Am I good enough? I'm not good enough. Am I this? Am I that? And the tendency will be for the negative Mm. because that's just the way that the universe is designed. So landing the plane here, the the goal is to recognize that it's both and it's always going to be both. And that's the only way to remain objective to any situation. And that's when you can elevate yourself into this quantum space. Mm. So, I was in your environment, right? I was your environment when you locked yourself out, right? I was that part of the outer realm. What if I would have pushed back in that moment and said, Nikos, man, I can't believe this. How could you lock ourselves out? Like this completely going to be, it's going to throw a wrench in our day. And what if I elevated the the reaction? Or what if I would have reacted in a way that, could potentially ruffle your feathers. How would you have handled it in that situation? Yeah, it's interesting because- Because, and the reason I ask that is because, you know, for people who are listening and for myself, when I'm in those situations, if I'm in an environment that's supportive to the setback or to the situation that is both in that moment, but let's say my environment is tilting more to one side that, you know what, this is really bad, right? holding my center, staying home in, in homeostasis at that moment becomes even more difficult Absolutely. or does it? It does because I mean, it, it becomes more difficult with each incremental challenge that's put in front of you because these are all micro abrasions to the psyche, mm. right? And this is what an entrepreneur feels every single day. It's a, it's a kick to the teeth. Mm. Like, and entrepreneurs feel that kick to the teeth every single Punch day. Punch in the gut. Punch in the gut and and you just start to build a tolerance for it, I would say, but you have to recognize it first. Yeah. And once you can detach yourself from the feeling, that tension, that stress, I think that is the first portal to achieving this kind of transcendent spirituality that makes you more productive. Mm. In, in that moment, you recognize the feeling, you acknowledge it, but to your point, yeah, if somebody's just gnawing at you and like shaping, shaping your mind around this idea, the more you have to be cognizant of that. It's like, okay, I'm getting an extra external factor, but if you're above it, if you're unaffected by it, then you know you've achieved some level of mastery over your own emotions. Mm. So you're saying, you know, it's both, right? In those situations, it's both. It's neither good nor bad. bad. It's completely neutral. Yeah. Do you, is that a constant conversation you're having with yourself or have you gotten to that point wherein it's second nature? It, it's almost it's, second it, nature. It's okay. Yeah. It's, it's almost yeah. default. Right. Right. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, so you would not been able to achieve that if you had not set some boundaries. Am I, is that fair to say without boundaries, you probably would not be in that space or that level of self-awareness. Uh, I wouldn't say setting some boundaries. I would say more, a more accurate characterization would be creating space for it. And you've mm. heard me say that a lot is okay. keep the space open and, 
and there's some work um, for awareness. I don't ultimately know the the hard work in being more aware other than recognizing it's both at any given time. And once you do that, that atomic habit has kind of a macro leveling up, so to speak. And that becomes kind of your emergent property, your emergent consciousness. And that's how you achieve these new levels of awareness. Mm. It's both at the same time. And that's a really empowering state. Because, right? it's, because it's quantum, right? Yeah. It's it's both until you recognize it, until you collapse that wave function. Yeah. Because everything is like energy particles and mostly empty space, right. right? So that's why it's quantum. But by you forcing it and like bringing it to the third dimension, mm. that's ultimately how it materializes. Yeah, because we don't even really know what's good for us. Right. Right? And by saying it's good, well, you're then collapsing all the other possibilities or you're eliminating all the other possibility that could potentially exist in the quantum space where infinite possibilities exist. Yeah, that's and that's it. a really obnoxious mindset to have that, you know what, I know what's good for me and this is it and only this. But that's why you're always half right. It's that you, you force yourself to think a particular way. And that's, what's funny. It's like, okay, mark something down on paper about how, rigid you feel about a certain thing and then read that same thing like a year from now mm. how do you feel about it like you're constantly changing yeah. your perspective is just always changing so anytime somebody like has absolute certainty in anything especially when it comes to like politics or or anything like that just just know that it's just half a thing yeah it's not complete you know i was in this situation recently a couple of years ago uh where something happened and because at that moment, it was probably the worst thing that could have ever happened. Like I, I was gutted. And, and in that moment, I thought to myself, you know, how could this happen? I was resisting it because I was labeling it as bad, right? This is a major setback. It was painful. It hurt me. A few months go by, four months to be precise. And that thing that situation that unfolded in my life went from being the worst thing that could have happened to all the way the other end of the spectrum. It was the best thing that could have happened. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And, and nothing had changed in my environment, nothing, but my mindset had shifted right now. I went from, this is really bad to, this is really good, but it's still not both. Right? So in that situation, how should I have thought about that? Should I've just gone to neutral? Or was I right to go from, this was the best thing that could have ever happened to me? That's where you needed to go. Like, because of the fact that it was neutral and because that it was so extreme on one end of the spectrum, then the next thought that I've, and I've made it a habit to think this, it's like, oh, okay, the next thing is going to be amazing. Yeah. And when things get too good and, and think back, like I challenge you to think back to your life of anything that, that was really, really good that happened. And then what happened right after that, it maybe swung the other way too. Mm. Like the more extreme something happens in one way, it's creating space for, for something else to happen. Mm. And that can be dangerous, but that's why you need to remain kind of like in that, in that middle path, right? Yeah. Like, the, like the Buddha. Yeah, that's true. It's all about the meaning that we give these situations, right? right. So let's, let's land the plane. Let's um, do it. In terms of how spirituality affects productivity. Yeah, most so, definitely. Go ahead. Um, so you spoke about just keeping in mind that it's both at any given point in time, right? And not being attached to 
a particular outcome. That's right. And being even keel and 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 being in that state of of homeostasis. Um, so maybe talk about the emotional and spiritual, you know, side of things. Absolutely. Like how does that come together? So mind is intrinsically tied to emotion and emotion is tied to spirituality because how we feel has an impact on our consciousness. And I would say they are tied together to a T. So just being aware of your emotions at any given time. And that's when you can experience the, what the Greeks call agape, right? Which is like the agape. Lo agape love for God, right? Where you just feel so just like enthralled with the entire universe and just loving God. Two, the second principle there is that the mind has a tendency to just divide everything. Like you had just mentioned, one divided by two mm -hmm. equals this three in the third dimension when everything is actually just neutral. So you're better off just thinking that it's both from the very beginning or just remaining neutral, mm -hmm. right? That's just the best way to go. Um, that way, everything is is really interconnected. And that's why the mind divides things into, into two. And you want to get to that one, which is the ohm. Right, mm. that, that unified non-dual state, mm. which is what you feel when you are in this state, right? And then ultimately, tying that back to emotions, a spiritual practice leads to happiness and then happiness leads to productivity. When you're accessing those alpha, alpha states, that alpha wave pattern and that immense creativity that just comes from you, that's coming from a place of abundance. And that's where you can access that kind of genius. And creativity is spiritual from that perspective. And ultimately that's where everybody should be is just creating from the ether and just like bringing out just realms and realms of abundance from within them. Mm. So I'd say that's, that's ultimately the path to not just awareness to consciousness, individuation, but it makes you more productive at the same time. Mm. Beautiful. You know, going back to, um, before we wrap up here, going back to that moment where you gave me this big hug and the door locked behind us yeah. or shut closed. Right. Uh, as I think back to that moment, it was, it was a masterclass in how to keep your cool in a very stressful situation. Sure. Like yeah. it, it was very evident to me that you had done a lot of work Yeah. because I could not tell that you were, you know, you were thrown off center. You, sure. you remained very even keel, very aligned, very grounded. And we just sat down and yeah. started catching up. <laughs> right? <laughs> we just made the best out of the situation. Actually, and we're like, yeah, all right, let's true. just hang out for a second. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's um, that's a wrap. That is a wrap for this um, episode. So we, um, we spoke about how spirituality affects your productivity. And um, thank you for listening to Emergence Now. And we hope to have you listen to us in the next episode. Right on. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Emergence Now, where we explore the emerging trends, technologies, and ideas that are shaping our world today for you to discover yourself. We hope you enjoyed this episode and gained valuable insights that you can apply in your own life. If you want to stay up to date with our latest episodes, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. And don't forget to follow us on social media, where we share additional content, engage with our community, and keep the conversation going. Thanks again for listening to Emergence Now, and we hope you'll join us for the next episode.